Podcast episode forty. Yeah, because I actually know the episode number for a change. Because Steve is remembering them. Steve is kind of an encyclopedia of knowledge of the podcast, which is <laughs> greatly appreciated. Actually, I would like to think so. Um, Every once in a while, things come up where we have to reference earlier stuff. Um, you know, we're we're building something here. That's, Don't you feel that? Don't you feel that we're building something? Steve Just goes a bit? instantly pretentious sometimes. <laughs> like, instantaneously, like a superpower. Okay, fine, we're not building anything. Fine, we're crap. <laughs> <laughs> no self-deprecating, not allowed. It's totally Pick one. Allowed. Pick one or the other. <laughs> we can either be conceited or have low self-esteem. Pick one. That's not how that works. There's a middle ground. Yeah, it works. Everything's no, not black no and white. Ground. Yes, things are black and white. Nope, we're extremists. So, anyway, um, uh, this week I've been listening to a lot of Steam Power Giraffe. You're I've welcome. Ca- I've kind of become obsessed with them. Well, technically we should be thanking uh, Joe Rude, because he's the one who told you about it. Yeah, them. but I'm the one that forced you guys to listen to it. That's true, you did. And then after I forced you he's to listen He's inherited to the credit. That's true. And I have to uh, uh, redact uh, Rex Marksley. Very fun to listen to constantly. It's a fun, fun song. Also, last Thursday, I got to see the Wasties live. The show was great. It was a lot of fun. They did a folk, Celtic-ish cover of um, Safety Dance, which I quite enjoyed, that uh, Gnome, their mandolinist, uh, sang. Uh, sang mostly lead vocals on. It was a lot of fun. It was is, a good show. Is mandolinist the correct term for someone who plays the mandolin? Oh, don't look to me. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this one. I'm pretty sure it I can't is. can't do it. I'm sure there's probably like an old term that goes back to like ye old English, but mandolin. for our purposes, let's go with mandolinist. I like mandolinian. I was thinking like mandolini. So yeah, we'll do that. It's been done. Yeah. It, I mean, I can't then, undo it now. And it's Italian. Mandolini. <laughs> wow, Steve. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so the this, this show, it was at Sidewalk uh, Cafe in New York City, and it was a lot of fun. It was a good show. I enjoyed it much. Um, we got a couple of really interesting albums coming out, too. Yeah. Um, my We'll get to my album choice for next week later in the show, but... Um, we know that uh, Paramore just dropped a new record. Fallout Boy just dropped out a new record. And I'm almost definitely picking one of the two for my next choice. Well, that's good. Uh, mostly because I've actually heard good things about the Fallout Boy album. I have no interest in this, and I make no pretense about that. Well, you Absolutely know what? Absolutely none. Look what you... I would never have taken you for a Fallout Boy fan. Early Fallout, first two albums, great. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of with Steve on this one. Their later stuff was better because it was less immature and terrible <laughs> I think you're both wrong but that's oh, par boy. for the course just about <laughs> yeah John likes to ignore the facts and just assume he's right that's it no it's the... gotten you this far <laughs> it has it has uh, it's and, and, and I'm not trying to be pretentious here although it's going to come out pretentious no matter what I do I just per- personally believe that early Fallout Boy was the pinnacle of boy band indie 
That's fair. I was a little emo kid in high school. What do you... Why, why do you think I was into them? To quote you, we so wouldn't be friends. Yeah. That's yeah, true. That's <laughs> true. Hey, uh, it, my taste has evolved. It hasn't evolved to the level of this week. Uh, We're not quite there. Uh, You'll get there. With some work. So this week was Steve's <laughs> pick. Uh... And what did you... Br- what I like how, oh, by the way, every time we start the podcast for the last couple of weeks, I'm the only one who has a life. Because I'm the only one who brings up what I've done over the last week. Yeah, at but all. I don't the, bore the audience. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we just know they won't really care what we're doing. Like, you know, I had cereal yesterday morning. Let's see, there was some Cheerios in there. So you were going corn to... Cornflakes. I haven't had cornflakes in years, and I bought a box yesterday. That was something. It was magical. It was. It was a fact. Did you buy cornflakes or Special K? No, cornflakes. Special K is good if it's Special got the K strawberries. Special K is good. It, it has to have the strawberries. Because I love those freeze-dried strawberries. I had the strawberries. cornflakes with the strawberries. Yeah, there you go. That's it. It's actually better than when than the uh, the fresh strawberries. Because fresh strawberries kind of really don't absorb the milk. The freeze-dried ones That's actually true. really just they soak do, it up. They do, because they're made to so do that. Good. That's true, exactly. It's just so good. Yeah, I noticed the same thing. That's why we don't talk about our lives. <laughs> that's fair. Mine are far more interesting, my stories, so that's fair. I won't say far more interesting. <laughs> Conceited? Oh, no, sorry. Self, self-deprecating. So, let's go that way. Pick one. <laughs> we're, so, we're getting early pissing them off this week. We're really yeah. starting early. I can see that vein growing. It's up there. It's, in, it's right they're two inches above the eye. Love <laughs> it. Anyway, this week we have this Swing week, Swing Low Magellan. This is my pick this week. It is by the Dirty Projectors. Actually, just Dirty Projectors. Um, the only thing I know about Dirty Projectors is their... I, don't, I think it was their last album or the album before that. Bit to Orca, 2009. I loved it front to back, and I thought it was actually just a bit, just a bit of our paradigm shift that we had talked about. Just a bit. Specifically the track Useful Chamber, which was the standoutest track on the album to me. In any case... I've, I had no idea where they were going to go, this I've, I've I've heard them likened to a pop indie style, and I see that in their mm. their uh, chord choices, their lyrical choices. Even even uh, the primary vocalist's singing style. Yes. Yes. Although he does it a little bit more uh, improvisatory, I think. But there, it's there. There's like a tone in, in some it's, of the way it's he, in inflection. he phrases. Yeah, the inflection, exactly. Um but it's a, it's more unique than the pop, which is why the word indie is associated with them. And yeah. this, I would say, after doing lots of research, because I've always I, I keep misquoting what genres watch. This is indie. This is a very solid indie album. Deep, deep roots in this style. Very I'd toned move it, down. I'd move it to alt a bit because there's something like the traditional indie uh, audience. I'm not sure would be as inclined for this. This is kind of in that folk. Post hippie isms. You, you, any pick up any of that, that vibe? A little bit? No. 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 Really? Not even really? a little bit. Wait, this wait. It's very apparent to me. You, you agree with me this time that he's wrong? Yeah. Oh, look at this. That doesn't happen often either. All right, I was fight, right. I'm fighting you on this one, though, because of the backup vocalists. It's very 60s. Well, there were shades of 60s and 70s on this record, yes. Yes. But the band as a whole, I don't feel. Fits well, actually, that mold. yeah, it's funny because the 70s that, that I pointed out here is more in their instrument style, not in their vocal style no of course yeah yeah but uh, let's let's kick it off with the first track off spring our blank um not the not the not 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 the behind off spring but and i think not an underscore oh, good job, it no. is off spring our blank it's talking about children are whatever they describe children as um 
It was. <laughs> this, I enjoyed this track. I did I, too. This was, this was the track that I didn't know if I was going to like it. I didn't know if it was going to be similar to the last album. It's hard for me to, you know, really rip that from me. No, you can't. It's hard if you have a pre-expectation of a band. It's hard to divorce yourself from it. Exactly. I mean, we've to talk that to death because we've all done bands that we've had expectations. And this was for. just a little bit different, but it wasn't uh, lesser quality to me. No, it was like they they used basic things in a very complex and well mixed way. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, this one we we haven't talked about this in a very long time. The A to B, B to A. We have to I have to talk about this. True. We need to bring the that transition. back in our discussions. But we it hasn't been relevant the last few weeks because no. we've had very straightforward tracks. Yeah. This one had three major sections. We will call them A, B, C. A is the first section. B second, and C is a little bit different. Now the first A to B transition is great. Yes. But the back to A is just unrelated. Oh, back to that old jazz. Yeah. yeah. And that was a little bit jarring. Now, this B section is used later on in the track after the introduction of the C. And the C section, much more mellow by compared to the more rock-oriented B section. Yes. And it it prepares yourself. It blended better. better. It blends well, so much better. With the, when it comes to the when it comes to the B to A business, I, I guess I'm a little bit more accepting of it in this band than some others because they have traditionally stated themselves as sort of a, we're throwing this at you, we're throwing that at you. They're kind of a sporadic band in terms of their sectional differences. And it becomes way more apparent yeah. as we get deeper in this record. So the way I figure it, it's kind of like a, you either like it or you don't from the beginning or The not. first thing I noticed, though, about this band, listening to just the first track, is that the vocal, the singer, both the male and female singers on in this band, there's one male and two female. Uh, that's about right. They just the way they sing. It's like an instrument unto itself. It's just it, it's beautifully oh, yeah. done and it's well harmonized. Very much shades of Steam Power Draft and the fact that the vocals take a forefront in a lot of parts of the record. And and I, Steam Power did that a lot too. Uh, the I, other thing I want to just make an interjection oh, here oh, because oh, of oh, the vocalists. Yep. It, well. It, is yours more important than me? Huh? Probably. Oh. You can go. Okay. Seriously, guys? <laughs> you're both pretty. He's letting me. All right, so vocally speaking, when it comes to the female vocalists, they are usually singing in unison, yeah. not always harmonizing, which is kind of interesting because usually you expect them yeah. to harmonize. Yeah. That's a very big plus because we don't usually get that, and that's what actually they have a, such a punch because of that, I think. And even further punch, which is something I'm going to bring up, oh, okay. which relates directly to that, I... the splicing of the music in headphones is so much, so much more distinct they than were... when listening to it. You mean the panning? Yeah, between. No, 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 not the. There's no panning back and forth. Oh, oh, they yeah. have distinct sounds on either side using the left and right. Now you know those channels. two, those two women singing right. at once. That's called stereo. No, no. <laughs> a lot of bands don't actually do stereo work. These, this band is. Well, every band does actually do stereo work. The only thing is that usually it's toned. It, it, it's a little bit toned down. Usually, people don't want to hear one instrument isolated in one ear, but it can be done artistically. So people, that that's not necessarily new with them. But I, I follow what you're saying. The, they do it more than your average band. And and going back to the vocals, those women. In multiple tracks, one's in one ear and one's in the other, and it is a trip listening to them mm. compete with one another because they're not singing in harmony. They are competing with one another to grab your attention, right. and that is very interesting aspect. But for all the the, the 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 high level of vocal work, I felt like this was one of the weaker tracks when it came to the vocals. 
Well, it caught my attention in this track, but yes, About to Die is where it really stood out, which is the next track. This track, it wasn't as apparent. It, it warmed beca- you up. But yeah, it got you, it, it introduced it. it. It introduced other things, I guess. It's true that the vocals weren't as strong as some of the other things, but that's still saying, like, it, it's still pretty impressive. Yeah. And so also, it gets progressively better. And also, this track really introduced the unique percussion that follows suit throughout the entire record. The percussion isn't as standard in this album. Like, I can't even say drums, because they use so much other percussion in this record. Yeah. Hands clapping, metal drums, snare drums, basic drums. Bongos. Bongos, or yeah, those, they, those weird drums that were from India. It sounded like we were in there the throwing is, them once in a while. They have no drummer. There's no drummer to sit there and just, like, take it all upon himself. Yeah. So they're just using whatever they can get their hands on, even when it comes down to just a loop machine, or like old school rap style, which does come later. But one more thing I want to say about track one is um, it was the tone that got me. The tone was very different from the last track. I mean, sorry, the last album, uh, Bit to Orca. Because Bit to Orca maybe is something that I'd define as a little bit more uh, hippie-ish, a bit more folk, a bit more rural, I think. Okay. It's more of a rural sound. This was more like 20s and 30s. Oh, yeah. There was a little bit, something in their vocal harmonization, uh... In, in and then the backbeat, a lot of the backbeat was very hip hop R and B too. I actually noticed bass. it was an Egyptian scale. Really? A little bit. What the hell? Little bit. What does that mean? I, pff, <laughs> what does that mean? That's <laughs> all right. Uh, that's, I understand the words in this case. Phrygian. That's even now he's just making things up. <laughs> I'm actually not. Phrygian is the scale. I was. It's very. It's pan Middle Eastern. It's used all throughout the Middle East. Okay. But it's something that I could I could distinguish. The reason I say 20s, 30s is because they had a tendency, big jazz bands of the time had a tendency to incorporate that scale in a lot of their, uh, what you call it, like, they did it in the 1930s musical films, they did it also in 1920s Broadway plays, it was very common for theatrics back then, so, something I noticed. And I noticed it again in About to Die, this song had incredible percussion with incredible bass and, and standout vocals standout vocals and it was the first time we really saw the interesting use of the clapping too which, and which comes up a lot introduced strings this this track had a lot of stuff but the individual instruments didn't evolve once again i felt like there's a little bit too much looping in the percussions and that was getting to me uh, everything else was great but i felt a little bit it felt a little bit dragging it was a great song i'm gonna otherwise. say here that it did not get to me yet yeah at this point i, I was not feeling that yeah that i still i have great percussion written down here this one the percussion didn't really wane on me it, in it fact comes it was later. very interesting this was the steel drum heavy one yes um and to be honest i actually had a couple quotes here that i really liked uh one was the vastness grabs you like an alien embrace i particularly like that line <laughs> yeah so i was actually heavy into the lyrics on this track well, the um, vocalists are so stand out on this track, too. I mean, the yeah. way they sing the chorus is what really got me. It made it one of my favorite tracks. Right. And uh, also, uh, cellos. That's yes. new. That was, not, uh, that was not present on the last album, so this is new for me, at least. They're playing around with strings. Yep. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. They bring that string back, but it, I, can't, I really liked it. I wish they had pursued it a little bit more on the album. Instead of... It comes back in certain A couple moments. of parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't feel like they pursued it enough. No, you're right. It was not a theme. It wasn't a running gag. <laughs> um, 
I'm inclined to almost call the things that they do like gags because they can be fleeting at times. You almost the, wish some they were of it developed. Was, yeah. Oh, there were plenty of fleeting moments on this record. Yeah. That was one of the detractors for it for me. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm still not there yet. Uh, no, no, this, yeah. This track, the cellos actually came halfway through, so um, yeah. that actually really enhanced about to die to a whole new level for me. Um, but but track three was my standout track on the record, and it stayed that way even through the rest of the record. Gun has no trigger was a very kind of 70s almost sounding but it was really this dark was very 70s and it was it was just this beautiful mix of vocals percussion i i detected a, a bit of a tonal connection here with the first track come yeah. to think of it cuz in addition it was split down the middle time period wise yeah. the bass was very 70s yeah. it had that walking bass direct input kind of warm right up against your ear beautiful and, beautiful bass that yeah. is this is the high point of and their that's, bass again, work and again i was still very positive at this point because this was lacking on the previous album um there was not really a solid bass parts and there's there's one line that truly stood out for me um part of the uh verses You'd see a million colors if you really looked. And it's just that kind of embodied this whole... I like that line. That's a good this, one. This yeah. whole lyrical uh, poetry in this song. The gun's against your head, but the gun's got no trigger. Yeah. I mean, like, it's that's always... That's what I really love. You're this... about to pull the trigger, but you can't. Because there's no way to, yeah. That's where the... I got, both the sound of the music and the lyrics really gave that kind of dark vibe that I was feeling. This track really does hold uh, one of my favorites because it, it had so much new and also so much of what I already liked about the band. There were like two statements of the main theme and they still kept with those like instant cutouts. You yeah. know, they're very, they can be very abrupt. I think, I think that's a better word than sporadic. They are abrupt with their changes. But, the, but, but it works work, really well. That can work artistically. It, 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 it's, we've never, I've noticed something, we've never come up with a way to say jarring in a good way. No. You realize that we 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 always try to go back to that, and we try to say the word jarring like in a positive sense. The closest word, the closest word I can use to describe their transitions. The source is wrecking. Is impetuous. I'm not. I don't think that word means what you think it means. No, it's such a (laughs) negative word for such a positive aspect. Yeah, so in other words, we got nowhere. Yeah, same thing with jarring. (laughs) But that's the word that came to mind listening to their transitions. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with impetuous. I'm gonna go with it just just for the hell of it because. But it's the kind where you you'd like it. it exactly. It's showing backbone. Still sound negative. Yeah, actually, that that's a good way to put it. Come to think of showing it. Showing backbone. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also like there are a few sudden stops on this record, and I didn't really mind most of them. You in a lot of other records when the music just drops. It kind it can be very jarring, but in this record, it really worked for a lot of the tracks that featured yeah. it. In. And it wasn't back, just. Back full sound deprivation there was a lot of uh reduction and destruction of the beats halfway through a song to rebuild it which were just some cases they worked pure perfectly some cases they were just ridiculously jarring and nigh incomprehensible (laughs) there are moments later in the record that get not good but anyway, I want I want to stay to the positives at this particular yeah, point here because I was not feeling no. Any yeah, this, of this track stuff is yet. probably this was still uphill at this point. Gun has no trigger is probably my yeah. favorite track on the record. And so. back to quickly what I was saying about the whole jumping around time periods. In addition to this being almost like a '70s track with the bass and all the other stuff, it, it was also it, it kind of returned to the first track with that whole dark 
1920s, 30s aria thing. I think that's yeah. really what that was the dark tone that you were picking up on. Yeah. When oh, you said absolutely. That you heard this 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 darkness to it. I think. And I couldn't even really put it into words. It was just like one of those intangible kind of just. I got a very strong emotion from this track. Yeah. This darkness, this desperation, almost maybe. Yeah. To be honest with the fact, like two statements of the main theme, it really did feel like an aria to me. Uh, you give me that blank look. An aria is in an opera. Yes, I know. Okay. I know what an aria is. John, maybe. Then not. why give me the look? <laughs> I wasn't giving you the look. I was looking <laughs> off into the distance. Across the room. I can see from my. It's a very interesting corner. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's go to track four, the title track of the record, "Swing Low, Magellan." And this track for me is a downturn. Me too. There is great vocals. I don't care for the lyrics. I don't really even understand them or want to. But the vocals supersede the lyrics. And after following yeah. three really really strong tracks, this one was just kind of bland comparatively. Um, it wasn't bland by the standards of other music, but. For where the album was going, this album was kind. This song was just a little bit of a letdown. Well, the thing is this. Remember what I said earlier, where there was no breather. Yeah. This is the closest thing to a breather that I could find. Yeah, but it and it, but it really wasn't. Like it was comparatively. Uh, but I don't know that it was. I just didn't. I don't know. I I really think it was. It it had a very warm sensation. Like I admit, it wasn't as overtaking as the previous three tracks, but I was still. Getting very warm vibes with this. Yes. And to be honest, this, I will very much so argue, had that whole hippie folk vibe to it. Like yes. I said, it's emphasis on comparatively. Like, it wasn't it wasn't bland by standards of other stuff, just by the standards of the record. Right. And I have to go back to the headphone aspect of this album. This had two acoustic guitars with a standard, not a standard, a, a simple beat in the background. Headphone-wise, one guitar's in one ear, one's in the other, and that is what makes this track... Interesting. The, mm. the the display in your ears when listening in the headphones. But the guitar work and the drum work is very repetitive. I got very tired of it quickly. Uh, halfway through the song, I wanted a change up. I wanted some evolution. I wasn't getting it. And in the previous tracks, I was. It just leads us back to that. He- I didn't hear the repetitiveness quite yet, but I did hear the lack of progression, yeah. which I know is kind of walking that line, but I'm going to walk it. And this is the. There's another problem. Okay. Bass is gone. True. And bass don't come back. I don't know. No, the bass does come back later. Oh, so much later. So much later, yes. But look, the thing is, at this point, I was liking the folk dip down. Like, I was still having high hopes because of the folk aspect. Again, it was was relating to the previous album, and I actually thought it was a little bit more organized, to be honest, than the previous song. Now, that might ironically be the detractor because of what yeah. I said earlier. There was an abruptness to the previous tracks that made it so in your face they had power behind I it. I like This that. did not yeah. have that. No. So that, I'll agree with. Um, and my lyrical favorite song, just from Chevron. Not because the lyrics... Not because the, the, the vocals were beautiful. Not because the lyrics were poetic, but... This is the politics song. Mm. And I love it when we stick it to the man. This was Message Against Big Oil. And it was a great story. Bracketed with the beautiful female harmonies. I'll go back to college. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. Wow, that was mean. I know it was. That was mean, mean for Steve. I know. I just I, I like message. This is a great message. This is the first time I'm getting a message in the album. Because of that message, totally out of place. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you're right. It does not. There's no overarching. There's no connection to the rest of the songs. From that's this. why I really didn't pick up any lyrics on this track. To be honest, I was mo- I was focusing a little bit more on the instrumentation here, and my biggest complaint about this song was not complaint. I don't know. The, the, there was clapping in the. It was bookended by their clapping, and. It was just enough that it almost annoyed me. It didn't, but like if they had kept it going just a little bit longer, it would have been too much clapping. No, there was enough that it annoyed me at the beginning and the end. Mm. But I was able to focus on the vocals. To, to be perfectly to honest here, you're right, this is nearly not one of my more favorite tracks on this album. It's probably in the lower end. But it's not because the clapping is not from any of that. I thought the clapping really bookended it well, to be honest. I, I was focused on the vocals, not the clapping. But it was the middle end of the, tra- of the track, which had no clapping, where they were doing that guitar thing. Almost the same bit of repetition that you noticed in the previous track. I noticed that here. It was a little bit repetitive, and they were trying to do a little bit too much at once. Yeah. Which is rare for it me to say. started to feel cluttered. Rare for me to say that, because normally I like complexity, but there was not. it's not that kind of complexity. It yeah. really felt like they were trying to cram a bit too many instruments at once they were doing things that were disconnected from each other they were not they weren't improvising together they were improvising against each other i didn't feel the purpose of any kind of battle there it was a very very long course in the middle to end that's why i say middle to end because it lasted that long yeah and it just eh, too many phrases of the same jar (laughs) (laughs) sure um <laughs> I understand what he's getting he gets at. It. I'm, having, I, I, I'm but, having a John moment today when it comes but, to explaining. But I saw it more as the introduction of the new guitar motif, uh, motifs in those sections being supported by the previous guitar work actually brought it more to a forefront. Do you feel and it related I, to the melody at all? Yeah. And I was, I, I guess I was focusing more on the normally, lyrical yeah, Normally aspect. I picked that out. And I picked it out in the previous album, and I picked it out in earlier tracks here. I didn't pick it up in this song. I, I think maybe I was just focusing so much with the lyrics because it was, it was, it was complementing the vocals and the lyrical aspect of the song. Maybe there was that disconnect, a little bit too much chaos. I mean, John might be mm-hmm. interpreting it differently because he was so focused on the lyrics. Yeah, that that's what I'm it. getting at. That could have been it. Because, because that can happen. If you're focusing on a certain part of the song, That can you might it might out. change your your kind of surroundings Plus, to everything this, else. this is one of two songs I was singing along to after hearing it twice. Interesting. And the next song, Dance For You, so Dance for I you, was singing along to as it well. It was kind of just like, of all, not that the other songs weren't fun, but this one kind of just had that kind of fun, not the band, fun, the actual feeling. It was a dance song. Yeah, it was. But not a traditional dance song of any sense. Um, it was poetic ad nauseum. I'm going back to folk here also. Oh, yes. definitely. There was definitely a strong story. Another, another story tell. Which is why I really got to go back to the first thing we said. I'm not sure I can strike this as just a general indie band. This is really more folk than anything else. So it could be indie folk? You won't say folk is related to indie? Oh, yeah, but... Uh, it goes... It com- you know what it comes down to. It comes down to what is most prevalent in society today. And I feel like most of the indie that we hear that had gained popularity in mid-2000s was directly following punk. Oh, yeah, a lot of it. At that point, you're stretching. (laughs) 
you know. Oh, all yeah, right. all right. But here, first lines. The first line cemented this song for me. I ran across cyanide plains, mind like a prison cell, but feet untethered and sane. Hmm. I Great love word. the imagery. It is beautiful, and it only is uphill from there. It is a great word song. A great storytelling song. However. There's always a however with you. No, you're going to agree with this one. Oh. The middle? Oh, of A little this repetitive? Song? Yeah. A little too much clappy? No, we're talking about dance for you here. Yeah. We're talking about the string section? Yeah. Well, just... Oh, oh, the other middle. <laughs> until the this strings the one middle. no no until the strings came dead in, center until the strings came in yeah. it was getting repetitive and wearing on me and okay. the strings me fixed too. it yeah the strings they did something they, yeah. I don't know if they I'll fixed say that. it no, yeah. they fixed the repetitive uh, nature let me be clear here I adored the strings but I don't think it fit it did belong in the track I think that those strings were gorgeous this they was were two, this was 2001 Space Odyssey is what it was I no, I'm saying that with utter confidence. Okay. Because there was nothing else present. No, no. Nothing but strings. No, yeah. And they got progressively more dissonant. They built up. They built up. They built up. They got louder. They went up. It just pit. didn't belong. It did not belong. It, exactly. It just, for the track was. I the loved f- it independently as a section, and believe it or not, I kind of had this beef with um with Muse. I think a little bit. Oh, on the new record, uh, Second Law. Although the only thing is, I feel like they blended it a little bit better because that they was might actually, have, but they had, it was used for the Olympics and everything, right. so I was able to accept it. But they had moments of just here's a thing in another thing, yeah, that doesn't necessarily go. And yeah, that was apparent in, in Dance for You. For I sure. just had a Dr. Seuss moment, thing one, thing two. You're welcome. <laughs> um, oh, next track is my least favorite track on the record, or one of, but I think for different reasons that you guys liked it. Maybe least that, tra- favorite. Okay. Maybe, maybe maybe that, that was, was, was it. it. Okay, this, this is the downturn of the album. This is the I real falling off. I disagree completely. I miss when we disagree. Um, this was not the downturn of the album. John's wrong, so it's fine. I'm sorry. No, but no, no. I'm this is the start of the fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. The guitar. Uh, as much as I like the guitars and the guitar work in the other songs, the guitar work doesn't coalesce into anything positive. It stays as a series and of I would notes. argue that artistically speaking, it's not supposed to. It was jarring. Just because something Which just... is, a, can be a positive thing, but in this case, I was thoroughly disliking how they were playing right. with the guitars. I will not argue taste, but I am argue, I, I believe I see what they were going for, because I... I get a feeling uh, from it, I just don't like just it. It's just too... The, the me- it was too weird for me, and there was no melody... It was kind of all over the oh, place. No, no, no. There was a metal that, melody, and it was extremely subtle. Extremely subtle. Uh, He's right on that right. one. But that's that's that's. Then the I just problem. didn't get it. There, I just didn't get this there was, track. There I was think. those glimpses, and you, Steve knows what I'm talking about. I, I Three, know. four seconds of something that was great. I know exactly what you're talking because I'm a man of the moment, and when I look at those, those moments were beautiful, utterly beautiful, and they were surrounded by, in my opinion, clutter, discord. And they not, are the opposite of that cluttered discord. I would not say cluttered discord, but I am. I, I was, even during the course of the track, I was starting to agree with you that they could have been developed. Yes. Those beautiful sections could have been developed. And if it had propagated with that guitar work, it would have been great. 
Fair but enough. the guitar work does not stand up on its own. But I will say one thing that it did achieve by sort of looping itself back into like beautiful jarring, beautiful jarring, and it kind of had this progress. It kind of repeated that for most of the duration of the song. But it achieved one thing: it achieved the same emotional, uh, enigmatic, whatever you want to call it, as um, paper, chase. paper chase. Yes. Although, then again, Paper Chase was a little bit more direct. Paper Chase yeah, was genu- like, gen- genuine anger. Yeah. This was, it was truly, a little, this was truly enigmatic. Yeah, it was I'm a little obscure. I'm not sure obscure. you're really supposed to know what to feel, but everyone could take something different from it. I like stuff now, that does no, that. But no, see, no, I do no, no. too, but in this, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I didn't get that it was, you know, enigmatic and that you can pull what you want. Like, I just got nothing. It felt empty to me. It felt oh, like... Oh, I can't say empty. The first time I, I was, heard... I was enthralled. The first time I, I heard those notes, I felt like they were just singing along while tuning their guitars. It did not feel important. If it's the notes that I think it is, are you talking about the notes where um, it was getting progressively more dissonant going down the, down the scale? Where they were going... Din, 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 Like, just random cr- chunk Yeah, notes. it was it was a chromatic downward spiral in many ways. Now, but okay. I, I don't know. This That did something to me. Okay, now... I don't want that on this uh, this record. I feel like that emotional, that that. And that's well, how did you put differ, it? It's enigmatic. You, that I did not want that feeling on this record. Right. I I don't. In case like I need to put that out, in this case I need to put that out here to anybody. Enigmatic is when you're really not sure what to take from something. Right. The Mona Lisa is enigmatic. Right. Because you're not sure what her facial expression is supposed to mean. That's what I got here. But up until this point, I'm not feeling that. And it's kind of, it's so jarring in a negative way for me to go from enjoying this music, understanding, feeling something, and then it's like, hey, everything we just told you, forget. And yet, I kind of wanted more of it, though. I see, I disagree had with that. Had they propagated it. Had it, had, yes, yes. Would have been different. It's true. There's not many other songs on this album that really relate to it, except maybe you could say, uh... You might be able to say "Gun Has No Trigger," based on that dark tone. But even that dark tone, I knew what they were going for, and for, the follow-up. Impe- uh, but I would call this a deeper track in that regard. The follow-up, "Impregnable Question," was kind of a love song. It was pretty, but I think we all it agreed. It was unimaginative. That, I, I think we all that agreed. I, that I agree with. Yeah, at that po- at this point on the record, it was a little dragging and meandering. Like it just now. This was a case where I. That's the word I wrote for this song. Meandering. meandering. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because he said it and you wrote it down. No, I didn't say <laughs> it. No, he didn't say it. No, I think you did. I said it later. No, you did say that here. Oh, okay. Said meandering. Um, the thing about this track is it's the exact opposite of the previous track. I think I see what they were going for here. I just think they failed. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, it just it. It was pretty. That's a really harsh way to say it. I but it was it was pretty the same word. way Swing Low Magellan was pretty. Right. But once again, it, this is an even harsher flip from intelligence and creativity that I wasn't really feeling, but still It was at least something It stood out. This was safe. The thing is, look, standard. I can't say for sure that this was um, a loop. But I think it felt like it. It felt like it was looping. Even and if it wasn't, it felt like it. Maybe it's because I play piano. I don't know. But it feels it feels like a bit of a cop-out if you're going to loop a piano track. It's just... just it's why it bother? Play it out. Yeah. M- evolve it into something. So this was something I really... Like, 
I'm okay with a lot of the other loops that they do. Sometimes well, I really yeah, do th- think it that they, works. I think that the best thing about those loops is they provide a real solid undertone for all of the when it, crazy talented uh, vocal work that they do. A lot of their looping yeah. is very dependent on the mix, and the, they do a lot of mixing very well. Right. But in this track, it was just there was there was a halting nature to this piano that yeah. I I could say I really didn't like. Um, piano should be fluid, in my opinion. No. Can't, well, man. We've listened to a lot of music without fluid piano, with punctuating piano. Okay, yeah, punctual. Punk, but this piano by nature can be accentuating. This but it didn't accentuate it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This was almost like marbles falling That's the down on the piano This was keys. stated as if it was to be a fluid piano track. Yeah, it didn't work. I guess that's it. And they, they and didn't. it didn't, yeah. So maybe this is the downturn? Uh yeah, this yeah. is my this so is this my is. my certifiable downturn. Okay, yeah. and then, and then the, the 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 track nine, the next one. See what she see what see what she seeing. Yeah, this one's a little hard to say. Like seashells on the seashore. Right. Uh, you even said that wrong. Yes, I know. Um, seashells. It was it was just it was so complicated and it's so like the the drop the percussion in this. Okay, hold up. Not complicated. There's only one thing on this track that was complicated, and you know what it was. I meant cluttered, not complicated. Cluttered, and it was only cluttered for one reason. And because you know there what was, it was nine different percussions. The, the percussion in this it wasn't drums. There was nine different percussions. It was and a drum from, box. Yes, it was a drum box, which was they went all out on it. Is what they did. I think they were but slap it, happy with this. It. This song had beautiful vocals, but you couldn't hear them. It was just, like, they were there, but every time you tried to focus on the lyrics, this horrible percussion just pulled you out of it. And there was strings. The strings were back, and the strings were getting nice. The strings were getting complicated, and the percussion destroyed it. And it was so unenticing, unflavorable, I wanted to just spit it out. The (laughs) The exact wording I used was distracting vomit. Because it just felt like they were pouring all this percussion out for nothing. You know what it is? This is um, the other side of the equation. Because they... I I just said not a few tracks ago, I said that I enjoy their abrupt nature. um, And here they just went way too far with it. Way, way, way too far. This struck me as as, um, kind of a meandering techno track a little bit. It was approaching Flying Lotus levels of what the hell are you doing? Yeah. The only thing thing is it felt like it was literally just superimposed over what was otherwise a pretty good song. Yeah, if you had pulled out that the drum, it could have worked a lot better. The only problem is you sell this on, you know, you're you're mass marketing the CD. I don't have access to the raw audio. I can't take out that drum. So I can't help but focus on that drum, and that's that's. It was just grating. It was very grating. Yeah. And it's a shame. Now the next track, the socialites, easily my least favorite track on the. Yeah, album. I have to take it back. As much as track I'm seven, as much as track seven, I didn't like. It wasn't the worst compared to these tracks, especially <laughs> nine for me. Like I just like at least in ten there were moments where I could see past it, but the mixing in socialites. It was just a bad mix, and the the background effect. I know Steve didn't find it very grating, but for me, that weird sweeping background effect was just awful. I couldn't stand it. What would you call that? Oh, it's a bass synth rumble. Yeah. Okay. The bass synth rumble. The first time I heard it, I cringed. I did not. I physically cringed. I did not. I did with the drumming in the previous track. So right. this is clearly just. The way these sounds hit our ears, yeah, we differ it, on it was different. Yeah. Okay. I, I was actually wait, wait, point probably two. more interested in that than than the drums in this track. The drums point. again killing me. Point two, the high end ticking drums. Yeah. Yes, oh. specifically that. Specifically, and there was that. two different kinds. 
and they were both not in, enjoyable. I'm, I'm thinking of just one, and actually, I think I believe it was just a snare. Um, but the snare was completely disconnected from the rest of the this track. This was in my some personal really thing. that was really, what really hurt both these tracks. Nine and ten are together. Yeah. Just destroyed by the percussion. And it's a shame because the percussion is so strong in this record. Once again, the female vocalist taking lead. One, this is once again, her voice just gets destroyed by the rest of the song. Yeah. And there wasn't anything but percussion. Yeah. Oh, I disagree with that. There was other stuff going on. It's just, this was most probably other, other kinds of percussion. <laughs> Other drum beats being looped. There was other synth in there. I, I, I don't know. It was Again, synth, synth drum. did not bother me that much. The synth thoroughly bothered me. Her voice is a acoustic stylized voice. I don't know. I think... What, it fits better. I think you're channeling less... more what I was feeling at this point is that I was just disappointed. I was disappointed a little bit disheartened at this point in the album because otherwise the first half I was No, really I, wasn't enjoying... cha- I was channeling this the first time I heard it by myself. I did not... I just... I I almost wanted to shut the song off. That's how much I disliked it. See, I hated I nine more. I personally believe that was that was um, track nine fading yeah. into this. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna say the, these two. They songs, didn't thoroughly say these two songs. They kind of just took a step up. These two songs hurt each other. Yes, uh, and hurt the album. I agree. And hurt the album. I agree. Track eleven though, unto Caesar was a breath of fresh air after those two tracks. Oh, it was because it was a, it had great guitar work. It was a, a great mix again of what they had been doing earlier in the record. It was kind of a return to even though it still wasn't as good as the earlier part of the record. It was a breath of fresh air to get out of that nightmare. This brought back that whole folk atmosphere yes. that I really enjoyed and, and the high end vocals. High end vocals. Yes. This is a fun track. I it was you absolutely say, because it had the whole. Um, you know, there's there's people talking in the background. It, it's yeah. it's it's a little. That bit goofy. was fun though. I actually found the the the. Uh, At least it wasn't a thing throughout the album. Like, the it was actual, isolated to this. The track. actual verses were kind of boring and kind of. Eh. But it they were. It was so it was a little shallow. It was. I agree. That, it was sung beautifully. But the shallow nature of it is more in the. I'm going to sit back in my college town by the river and enjoy myself. Maybe there's associations here with with me. I don't. Maybe. 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 It could be, but I also but clung to this because I bet there's a lot of small town, college town America that would probably relate to this. But it, psychologically, you I've tend traveled. to cling. <laughs> you tend to cling to your rescuer, and this song rescued us from the nightmare that came before it. So I, I, I think I liked it as much, also because it wasn't the last two tracks. It was, it was, it was just something. It was like, oh, thank you, yeah. good things again. Yeah. So I, I kind of really liked it, I think, yeah, for but that, I'm not, too. I wouldn't say that it was just because of that. No, no, but yeah. I think that helped it us to like it It definitely also. helped. But I'm comparing this uh, directly with the tone of Swing Low Magellan, except that it was a little bit more complex. Yes. Um, and I guess more fun, to be honest. It was definitely Swing a lot Low more Magellan fun. Swing Low Magellan was very basic. It was folk. kind of bland, yeah, yeah. comparatively. Um, and then, and then na- the strings, also. Yeah, beautiful strings at the end. Mm-hmm. That's that's really where the this is where the strings was do- were done really right, like they were done right in the really other song. <laughs> they were done right in the other in the other song, but they were so out of place here. I wish fit. I could quote you on that. Really right. <laughs> you could. They, they you just, just did. They were just like good. Thanks. They're just good. Though. Just like good. They just, just like good it. and really right. Really right, like good. And I was like, sure. Yeah, and then we were like, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna murder them. I'm gonna need co-hosts. Hey, you want to be a co-host for the Crash Course podcast? Send me an email. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, contact us. J- why Jeff? What was it, what was it because last there time? might be a Jeff. Uh, Chad. 
Chad, yeah. Chad, it was, it was Chad. last Chad. Yeah. It was Chad last time. Um, who called me up. It was kind of confusing. Chad and Jeff. Irresponsible tune. I'd listen to that podcast. It's the Chad and Jeff show. Chad and Jeff show. <laughs> Irresponsible um, tune. Last track year, 12, yeah. This one was... <laughs> this was the brother. This was the break we needed, like ten, tra- oh, yeah, like five what, tracks ago. That's what I first said. That this was the breath of fresh air when I was sorely needing it at this point. Uh, I thought retrospectively that Spring Low Magellan was the breath of fresh air, but that was a long time ago. It was at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, was... and I say that not because I thoroughly disliked the, all the you know the really only two tracks in this album that I disliked, and that is nine, nine and, and ten. ten. The rest of the tracks I have issues with them here and there, but they and I, bad I believe tracks. that they don't they don't stand up as well with the earlier half but you're right they're not bad tracks the excuse me (laughs) there's there's one little problem that i have with um with i guess the flow of the latter half of this album and that's that uh, overly abrupt nature yeah they're throwing things here they're throwing things there I've lost arc at this point. Yeah. I'm losing sight of what they're going for. They're trying different things each and every track, which is more power to you. I just, I wanted some consolidation. And I, if you were going to experiment something, why not go full force with one of those aspects? Right. And then this track, I mean, it was slow and it was pretty and it was well made, but it was, it was just poorly placed. I think it would have been better somewhere in the middle. Than at the end, where we're at this point, we're just exhausted. Well, that's the catch twenty two here because I did actually enjoy it as an as a final. Track. It was good as a final track too, but I still think it would have. They needed something similar to this, and I don't a little think... bit earlier on, punched between yes. uh, all those later tracks. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. That's I haven't exactly caught that. my breath this entire album. And yes. then, and then at the end, we just kind of get let and down easy, and it, it, we needed something like this earlier. I was getting sensory on. overload at parts of it. That's that's I think the best way to talk about their those those percussions and sensory that, overload. See that's interesting because actually no they, I completely agree with you, but at the same time I know other instances in which it's kind of worked in which they're giving me more of a sensory, uh, kind of a sensory light show. It's a fine line, and they they kind of stepped over it with those two tracks where nine and ten where it was just it was so much and it and it detracted from the songs like. In 1, 2, and 3, they had moments like that that really punctuated the song. But in 9 and 10, it overtook the song. Yeah, that's just the a difference. slight lack of consistency yeah. here. Um, there are times I just feel like the percussion... The percussion is really my main problem. I should just say that directly. Because on one hand, they use percussion, percussion like I said, as an undertone. If you're yeah. going to loop it, they use it as an undertone. It, 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 it does uh, accentuate what the vocalists are doing. But then in these cases, they're independent, completely yeah. independent. They sound, oh, it, it sounds like out. it sounds actually like a mistake almost. Yeah, like, like why would you layer that, that over it? Who left that track there? Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Uh, wrapping up this album, like I, I find when I talk about it, I sound more negative than I really feel about it. It's no, I yeah. it's it's a gr- it's a good record. It's not a great record, unfortunately. It's it's a good record. There are great moments. But as a record as a whole, especially with what it does at certain points, it's just not a great record. I there are great talent. The vocals are unbelievable, and and there's there greatness great talent, here, yes. and there's greatness here, but it just falls short because of the the placement. And certain songs are just so egregiously not well mixed and 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 overpowered. And you know what? I'm gonna take that as a segue here because here in our uh, 40th episode, I'm starting to notice a bit of a pattern that the more complex um 
the more ambitious the stuff is, the more we start to realize there's a little, there's a little bit lacking in arc on yeah. an album. Because I just think that so much work goes into it. Like, I, I see what they were going for. It's just, at that point, the larger picture is more difficult to create. Either that or it's more difficult to see. And and just because you understand it, like, a reason is not an excuse. Just because we understand why they're doing it Precisely. doesn't forgive the fact that it takes away from other things. It's a fine line with, yeah. with this stuff. Very like, fine. There was one gentleman that we cite continuously that did a heck of a job in keeping the arc, which was Surge. So Tankian, which I think... Yeah, even though he was all over the place. The only thing, though, uh, his arc was mostly um, was mostly literary theme. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah. it kept a unifying force throughout the album for his experimental progression. True, but in yeah. this particular instance, I'm kind of talking about tonal theme, I guess. Yeah, it's more um, about... Which is not to say that Dirty Projectors don't have a style. They have a very no. distinct style. But also, um, when you played me the older tracks from, um, what was the other album? Uh, Bit Orca. <laughs> They're just so different from this, especially sound, at moments. To be perfectly honest, they almost sound more refined at times. Here or uh, there? No, them. They, yeah. they sound more refined. Like they, I think this, this album was a move in the experimental direction. And, Which is contrary to you know, my pinback problem, really the exact opposite. Yeah. I, I felt that uh, the most recent pinback album, Information Retrieved, was uh, too safe by yeah. comparison to their previous work. I just... I, based on the first three tracks, especially on the second listen, I expected so much more from the tail end of the album, and it just didn't come through. Yeah. And and there were, like I said, Unto un Caesar and Irresponsible Tune were good tracks, but it just it wasn't enough after what 9 and 10 it did. And 7 and 8 weren't bad tracks, but still not as good as the earlier part of the album. And so it just started to fall apart. It's a big picture problem. It is. I, it I, definitely I is. That's the, in that. that's the perfect way to put it. It's a big picture problem. You know, whereas we've got an arc from other albums. I mean, also we're spoiled from arc for a lot of albums. Like, Robbie Williams had a great arc for what he was trying to do with, with this mocking we and everything. We assume. Well, we assume. <laughs> we do assume, and we made some big assumptions. We, we have. have a lot of credit for that. But, but, but I'm saying, but I, it's I'm still, still there. There are, yeah. there are things there. But even with uh, Paper Chase. Paper Chase is the arc album. Oh, yeah. And, and we're spoiled. It, you had know. A, it had a story, but it had a real life story. Oh, behind, yeah, you know? and left you hanging. You can't really ignore an arc like that. Yeah. Like, Whereas in this album, the first three tracks, I saw an arc. No, I did too. And then even four. I wish they continued. And then four and five still weren't that far removed from the arc. But by the time we got to six, six was a good track, but it, it just wasn't in the same vein. And then seven, eight, nine, as we go, the arc just fell apart. It just really wasn't there. I, um. Yeah, I agree. There was there was tonal arc problems. Why don't you start with the wrap up? Okay, I'll 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 give a wrap up. So, I mean, also we had two really, really good, great albums. Like you know, borderline between good and great because there are tracks that pull you in directions on the last couple albums we listened to. Yeah, and you've been listening to them continuously. I'm not. They might be giants. Steam Power Draft. Yes, I've been listening to a lot. After after they they might might be be giants. giants. You were listening to it until we did Steam Power Draft. That's true. And now it's Steam Powered Giraffe, which I thankfully have stopped listening to them for the last two weeks because I did not want, because I know how freaking epic they felt and it felt like nothing would live up to it. Specifically, did not listen to them this week. Yeah. But, <laughs> but for this album, it just, it falls short. The, 
if I had an EP of the first three tracks, it'd probably be a lot better because it had this great arc and this solid connection. And if I had an EP of the first three tracks, it'd be upper fours. Oh wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the first three tracks were released as an EP. So oh, that's right. Getting, like, About to Die was an EP. That's right. I saw it. Wow. There was like three, four, five tracks from it. Because this band has released seven albums, and for this album, they, they released, released an, an EP, EP first, specifically yeah. entitled About, About to, die. to Die. Yeah. yeah. Which so, is in weird. In case I have to talk to them, hey, no hard feelings, Dirty Projectors. <laughs> Don't do that again. Yeah. Um, but but <laughs> getting back to the wrap-up, Swing Low Magellan was a good record. I like a lot of the tracks. I didn't like a couple of the tracks at all. Um, it's definitely not average, though, because they, they, they go in good directions. But I can't put this on the same level as Steam Power Giraffe. I just enjoyed it so much more, and it was the most of that record well, was so much more solid. With Steam Power Giraffe, I will say one thing. Their entire being, the nature of their band is a theme. Yeah. It, you can't ignore something like that. It's kind of, it's there before they even start writing the tracks of the yeah. Descent show. It's already there. So I will say that it's a bit harder for your average day-to-day band who gets on stage who may not necessarily have a character or a, right. or a theme one way or another. I mean, hell, even as much as I like the Decemberists, they have mapped themselves out from the beginning. Yeah. It's a smart move, but if you don't do it, you really will run the risk of running into these arc problems yeah. later on in your career. Absolutely. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it just, it, it'll be very hit or miss. It will yeah. be hit or miss. And this, that's what this album was, it was almost hit or miss for me. It, it's, you know, it, 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 there were, there was enough good in the beginning to pull it forward, but for me, it's a solid 3-5. It's not average. It's definitely above average, but it just it's not as solid as a lot of the four albums we've listened to. It's just the, the, the whole tail end of the album spins out for me. Some worse than others, but still the tail end of the album is just not solid enough for me to keep it consistent. So it's a solid 3-5. I like it. I'll definitely listen to it, but it's just it didn't go where I expected it to, and it didn't go where I wanted it to, and that was a big disappointment for me. I agree on every aspect I'm going to extend it to a little bit more of I thoroughly loved five of the first six songs. I was just friends with Swing Low Magellan. Just Mm. friends. But after song six, it took a straight turn on me. There was some redemption in Unto Caesar and Irresponsible Tune, but maybe that was it to the socialites. Seven through ten... I just didn't care for them, and 9 and 10, I just did not like. Not, you know... Yeah, no, I could no not middle take grounds, it or, they were... There was no... Yeah, exactly. They were no not... Middle, no. It yeah. was bad. Yeah. They were just bad. I'll give it a 3-5, because the beginning is really beautiful. I, I told Steve before we did this, because I had heard it separate from everybody, but that's what we're doing now. We're giving at least a once-over so that we can speak more emphatically about stuff. Steve is, has made a good point that while I like the idea of reviewing something at face value, with music it's harder to do that. I mean, even with movies and video games it's harder to do that. But with music, you you catch things on the second or third listen that you may not have caught on the first listen. And if we really want to give a full round review... We should listen to it more. We shouldn't just listen to it once and dive in. We listen yeah. to it once separately and, and once, once together. together. And we put, put our opinions together that and way. And separately, we and try actually, to inform our... In the, in the future, I, I, I suggested that we should probably spend the whole entire week with uh, with a particular album. Like, maybe just 
start. But you know, going back to the review because we, we, I I called it Machiavellian, which is cunning. It is devious. And that's how I can really describe their music. It's very cunning. It's got devious parts. The the use of breaks in the musical tone is very devious. Is probably the only word I could use. But with with anything Machiavellian, you can go too far, and they went way too far in some of these tracks. Fair enough. But I'm also going to say not as far as some of the other stuff we have listened to. Yes. A la Flying Lotus. Well, that's yeah. why this is a three five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Flying Lotus was not that, Lotus, we were not that generous. I would have given it a two had I actually reviewed it. That's true. You true. were not here we for that. Absent. It was it was magic in very very five didn't second you, didn't short. Did you die amounts. for a week? I died for a week. I was yeah. zombified. N- Nelson Lugo killed you for a week. I did get better. I'm still waiting for stories about that. I don't remember. I was a zombie. I was brainless, oh. essentially. Damn it. So what's the difference now? I wish this pencil was full of lead because I would give you lead poisoning when I stabbed you. Anyway, let John give his. Three five. Final word. Three five. Oh, okay. Three, Final three, word. Five. All right. Well, in that case. Machiavellian. You know, to be honest, you started with the whole Machiavellian thing. I was a little hesitant. I was like, ah, oh, this is a long shot. But the more and more I think about it, that probably is some of the underlying reason why I enjoy them. Um, I like cunning stuff. I like devious material. Um, it is true you can go a little bit too far with that. Uh, I have a thing against loop machines. And to be honest, it's almost a miracle that I've been able to enjoy this for as long as I have with the amount of Loop Machine work that they do. Because they have an artistic sense about it. They do have an artistic sense in in many of their tracks, and certainly on the previous album. Uh, Actually, not as much. They didn't use it as much in the last album. But in this particular case, there's really just two tracks. I'm really going to say that. There's two tracks that I don't like. Right. And even though a don't like is still very bad on an album, we have occasionally had instances where like, oh, well, you know, I like 75% of the tracks, I like this, I like that. It's two, it's, I like 10 out of 12 tracks here. And in some of those tracks, there's just little problems with arc here and there. I question their choices. But what breaks down to is this. I'm going back to the micro, micro, macro, macro, that kind of thing. Right. As I said earlier, they have a big picture problem. That's not the worst thing in the world, because I don't only rate on arc. And to be honest, in this album, I've heard some of the stronger moments, like the the absolute bare minimum chord-by-chord chord moments, Right. I think has been some of the strongest in the past few weeks. I would, I would put some of those, though, on, um, on They Might Be Giants, as well as uh, uh, The Two Cent Show. The Two Cent Show would probably be Honey Bee. Yeah, of course. It, it's that, without that, question the way they harmonize there is in, is equivalent to the amount of harmonies that are here. Yes. Um, so when it comes down to that, I got to rate it a little bit higher than 3.5. I think 3.5 is a little low for me because 3.5 implies, eh, take your leave it, take it or well, leave it. Take it or I leave think there are three, some things here no, which are unquestionably not, three, talented. 3.5 is not take it or leave it. 3 is take it or leave it. Yeah. 3 is the mi- middle. But also, the tracks that you liked... Like, it's clear we all hated 9 and 10, but, like, 7 for me and even moments in 5, there uh, there was stuff I didn't like that was more of a problem for me, I think, that was for you, and I think that's why. When it comes to 7, I, I, I accept that on artistic choice. Right. I really do. And that's I influencing that in the same your decision. as Paper Chase. Right. In terms of their, that abrasive enigmatic quality. Um, so, to be honest... Uh, it's it's a much higher percentage for me. I'm 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 bumping this up. 
you're gonna hate me, but I'm jumping. I'm bumping this up just shy of four, three point nine. I'm not using my quarters here because I think that this was. If they took out the literally, if they took out the drum beats in nine, uh, sorry, uh, yes, nine and ten. If they took out those drum beats, four easily. That's one thing. There's one thing that is keeping this from being good. Good. Not great. I agree. Not great. But good. And that's what I define a four to be. But it's just, how can I certifiably say that when there are two tracks that I really, I, I wanted to turn it off. Right. You know? But in addition to that, there's just so much else. There's I just wanted lot. more. I just wanted more. No. That's that, that's we, we, just, we just disliked a lot more of the album than you did. I think that yes. was what it was. Yeah. And I think the problems that were only small problems for you were bigger problems for us. And that comes down to interpretation of, of this is, record. I was interested. I was interested to hear what they had to say at the moment. Yeah. I, I've said this before. I prefer being interested to bored. I agree. They didn't bore me at any point. So that's it. 3.9. Yeah. I'm probably more forgiving of boring than inter- than a distasteful interest. No, because then I asked the question, why? Filler, to me, is better than sounds I actively dislike. Like, because I can enjoy filler. I can't enjoy yes. things that upset me <laughs> but things like this will actually push the bar people could listen to this and be like "Ooh, i like a couple of those things i'm going to use that to influence my work and maybe write a more consolidated piece which is the people re- don't do that with boring music because it's there already they already have it at their disposal so another of what already exists is just redundant to me it's like yeah all right you can do something that's been done a thousand times i'm not as impressed by that I mean, it's fair. Like I said, I think it's it's what your priorities and your interpretations are going to influence. And that's why our our reviews for the last two weeks have been kind of amazing that we've all agreed. No, Maybe yeah. not for the same reasons. But also, I mean, and, and, and going from this album into our brief topic, because we're not going to run as long as we usually do this week. Um, with interpretation, I have a funny story about Steam Power Draft, and then we'll get back to interpretation so I'm part of this Facebook group called Make a Playlist where me and a bunch of my friends submit music that we think other people will like. And so I submitted Steam Power Giraffe. And as soon as I posted it, within a day, all of, a ton of the people who post actively were like, oh my god, this is awesome. Or my new favorite band. Because uh, those videos... The universal factor. Well, the vi- videos and the music are just so different from a lot that's out there because they're such larger-than-life characters and the music conveys that. And that you got in a theory about that. Though. You got to invite me to this because I really want to see what people think. It's on think Facebook. Of. I'll put it I'm on. I'm kind of curious. I'm too. curious about what people would think of Flowbots. Okay. Because another band, I would say, is more experimental. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about this too. I mean, just to I'll invite you guys. Stuff. Um, but there is a theory that I have behind the Steam Power Giraffe. I think people are attracted in general to a visual, something visual. Aesthetic. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, as I said, I believe that is what even promoted Decemberists' uh, popularity, more so beyond the fact that they just have good music. I think it's the same deal with Steam Powered Giraffe. But I think, I don't know, it says something a little bit stronger to me than if someone could do that purely off the music itself. I just wonder if Steam Powered Giraffe did not have their their act. I wonder how much it would hold. It would be good. It would still be good, but would it be universal? I fell in love with them without seeing their visuals. But it's the steampunk vibe that gets people because that's kind of become... A, it's a thing. It's a cult. Actually, you know what? I'll liken Not this... Not a bad cult, but, here, here, you know... Remember Franz Ferdinand? 
Uh, yes. Remember the one song everybody loved? Uh, Take Me Out. Take Me Out, yes. Do you remember any other song by them? Yes. Really? You're probably the only person I've met who might. I loved the first album. Franz Ferdinand, the album, I loved it. I could not I was, stand it. Was, I was younger, admittedly. It's not, it's not the most complicated stuff, but I thought it was unique in the indie field. I didn't like the rest of that album. And what hooked me on that album, that song specifically, was the video. This is back when MTV did videos. And I remember seeing it and I remember going, oh, awesome. For you kids who don't know what MTV used to stand for music television, because they used to play music. Yeah, now MTV is an acronym for nothing. Um, <laughs> That's a pretty good line. I like yeah. that. No, just to go back to what you're saying, though. No, actually, my favorite track on that album was the last track, 40 Feet. Still remember that. I don't remember that track at all. Loved it. We may uh, have to go back and look at that album. Loved it to death. And, re- and re-listened to it many times. Uh, a band that who who has had incredible visuals associated with them, who I did not get into, is one of your favorite bands, Modest Mouse. I did not ever see their videos before I got into their music. I just jumped straight in because they are a visually visceral band. Visceral? Visceral. visceral. <laughs> wow. Words. Like Cheerios? Well, yeah, the video for... I still remember the video for Dashboard. Special K? Because he was an old ship captain in it. And it was a great video. But I'm talking way before Dashboard. I'm talking a year and a half before Dashboard. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, to be honest, I do agree with you when it comes to Modest Mouth. I think they are an example who pull off... um, you know that's, well, that's why they're so I, good. I you know, think you know that I'm going to... Black Cadillac. St- st- Interesting. Steve, I think I want to table our interpretation discussion because I like this one better. Oh, fair enough. Well, well, uh, what is this one? Visuals. Visuals versus auditorial. What oh, yeah. steers right. a band. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I agree. Okay, actually, yes. And since we have to wrap right. sort of soon, I want, to, I want to harp on this a little bit because we it, it's true. children after towns. <laughs> that we never been but, when it's true that the clouds they hung on around. the whole I agree with you when it comes to Modest Mouse they pulled off visual without you actually seeing it yeah and well, I mean even Muse did that Muse did that too perfect example yeah um, I mean Black Holes and uh, but just to show like, why I actually started this whole thing is because that's kind of how I see Dirty Projectors like I feel like I'm in that whole oh folk college environment I suppose you could say with this album it, a little bit. Yeah, but it was... Wouldn't you say not it was as stronger? Much, not as the, much as Bitter Orca. Yeah, but so... No question. I, I think that that maybe if I had heard Bitter Orca... But also, I didn't have that same college experience you did. I didn't go away to school. So I don't know if I would have related it that way. Well, that, I see. So it kind of still does go back, back, back to our to interpretation. Topic, interpretation. Yeah. It, From every indication, everyone you've ever known in college was a liberal arts major. No, but even those who weren't acted like they were. Ah, uh, okay, fair. From well, not fair, but understand. From art to engineering. Engineering is not like liberal arts. No, no. But you grow. I mean, you go to school in that kind of environment. That's what no, you get. No, of course. I'm trying to think of something. You know what else. it is? It's really more of a rural. It's it's a small town rural uh, atmosphere, is what it is. Oh, I've got a jet. That's it. That's what the folk. Hang on, hang on. Another band, Jet. jet. What about Jet? I love their first album because I felt like I was listening to the Beatles again. That's tough because I'm not as familiar with Jet, so I'm not sure I can speak to well, it. Well, talk about... I've heard, like, We were talking about Visceral and, and, and Aesthetic. There's one band that does it and that we talk about all the time. The Gorillas. Are you kidding? Clint I didn't Eastwood, want to bring them up. Clint Eastwood is one of those songs that stands on its own legs, two legs so well, but that video... 
pulled me into that band. Well, they have an act to go with it, but the right. act is there in the music. Right. First and foremost. I agree with that. Yes. But I also, I feel like St- Steam Power Giraffe could stand alone without the, I mean, it's hard. It's very hard to separate a band like that that's so ingrained in steam, the steampunk culture to pull them out of that that to pull thing. out a general steampunk. Yeah, it's Which hard. Which they did a little bit. I'm yeah. definitely going to say that because, of course, it's not just steampunk. They're they're robots. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's kind of a little bit original. So I, I, I do give them credit for that. Very much so. It's just, you know, there's a partial, just a partial bit of a gimmick quality there. But I'm not saying that in the negative sense. Right. To any degree whatsoever. Right. It's just, it's just a, it's a matter of ease. But I mean. They found a niche. But music. They and base it off the niche. They, they have a wonderful act now. But That's, the mu- But there's plenty of musicians who have based themselves in a niche and made a success. Look at all of the 80s right, hair and metal. I'm talking about the challenge of those who don't have that. What, John? Dropkick Murphys. What about I them? feel like Dropkick Murphys have made a career of living up to... Of paralleling Matt Damon. And here's... Listen to this. From Goodwill Hunting to The Departed. Look at his career of Boston movies. I bet you I could pick out a soundtrack perfect from any of the Dropkick albums. Okay. Eh. That's kind of not the same How can you... (laughs) No, but look at it this way. How can you listen to Dropkick without feeling like you're in a bar? Okay. I mean, I can see that. That's a lesser example, though, because there's so much music that does that. Yeah. I mean, Eh, any bar out there... Like, there is a bar atmosphere kind of music. Well, strike that. Especially, Especially in country. Country is bar, uh, Irish rock is pub. Yes. I, I did say yeah, the wrong but, word. Yeah. But Flogging Molly can... Uh, Flogging Molly takes me in a lot of different directions besides just pub music. I know. No, that's that's the thing. Because I feel like Dropkick, it can't be divorced Oh, okay. From it the just pub. feels like pub music. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the opposite stance on there. Perhaps just in the same way that you said, you know, you can't act, relate to like the, uh, the, the college sit around the river with a guy with a guitar. But I can't relate as much to the whole Irish pub atmosphere. Um, it's just not me personally. It's not saying it's not bad. It's not good music. It's just a, it's not me. Can you take the so? There's no interpretation there except that I hear them ha- attaching themselves to what's been Irish. Everybody knows what an Irish like style is. It goes back hundreds of years. Take out the beach in Red Hot Chili Peppers, and what do you have left? You know, I disagree with that because I, do I don't too. think they're just beach. They're mm. more funk than anything. Red Hot Chili They're <laughs> funk. They're California we funk. Th- look, yeah, beach but... is an after association. Yeah. They didn't do that for that reason. We just. We tend to think that, and, and that could even be isolated to this group. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers records, especially record to record, they their aesthetic changes so much from record to record. Uh, you so really can't even say I that. I still feel a unity of all their music. And that's your I, that goes back to interpretation because I disagree completely. The unity there can be interpreted differently from person to person. I yeah. do agree they have a unity. It's just, yeah, I, I, well, for fine. safety's sake, that's a case where I just go back to the instrumentation. I would then, tell you what it is. I tell you what what comprises most of the Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers album a la funk and their bass work and all that stuff. But when it comes to uh, visual associations, I don't... It's very flexible. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, um, this is definitely a topic I think I want to come back to because there's a lot more we can say. Every topic yeah. we go back to. Yeah, we say we, we want to go back to. Well, we do go back to most of them. We di- we have. Yeah. We have touched on a lot of them. But um, So first I'll, uh, I'll... Well, Steve, do you want to hit us with an email first and then I'll start wrapping up? Yes, the spam is nothing. By any IP address. It literally posted nothing? It's a blank. They posted it. 
How can you actually post a blank? There had to be at least a space. No, because they hit send and there was an the IP address there in the in the sender. Oh. So yeah, you can do it. Oh. There's nothing there. AOL. Maybe there was address? a space. Maybe there was a space. I didn't uh, actually highlight to see if there was like uh, you know something there. Next time you guys do that. Yeah, that's right. Yes. The big difference. Yes. I, I'm sorry if I've um, misquoted you. IP address. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> Um, um, so my pick for my album for next week is One Republic. We referenced them quite a bit when uh, we were listening to the script. Um, they have a new album out called Native, which is actually a 17-track monster, so I'm kind of... They're, they're definitely a very kind of mainstream, almost pop rock band, so I'm curious with, with elements of, um, R&B the, in considering it. Considering the week, I mean, the three weeks that we've had just now. I'm just curious to see. It's gonna be different. Yeah. But but they oh, it might I, be nice. I was just gonna no. say though, I'm liking this flexibility right now. Having gone from Trey to three experimental albums to a kind of a general album. Yeah, kind of a general. And they might not be that general not, because I, I they, they they flow from rock to R and B to pop to pop. So it 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 could still be just as experimental because this is their side, third record. So good yeah. side of pop. Yeah, but it'd be nice to have something where we don't have expectations of. Having our mind blow that out the back of our head. We might be able true. to relax next week. <laughs> it's true. true. We take, might. Take it for what it is. Yeah. I hate that words. What? Take it hate for that word. words? Take it for what um, it is. That words is... You just take everything for I, what I it is. I hate that words, that words. Um, real quick, I also want to point out that um, if you guys are local to New York, um, I've been going to the Way Station a lot. It's a bar in Brooklyn, and uh, they have lots of really great live music. They're doing an event on Tuesday where they encourage songwriters to buy an old-timey picture and then write a song about it. Just create something. That's cool. So I'm going to try and go to that show. Um, Sarah Bisman of the Wasties will be performing that night, as well as a few other, I believe, locals to the bar. So if you have time on Tuesday, definitely go check it out. I think the show is 9 o'clock. Um, old-timey picture. Yeah, it, it's actually kind of a neat thing. Um, we're going to try and start having some guests on again. I'm in talks with some people, so hopefully come within the next month. Revo was fully released, so we got to have Joe Rude back on. I'll talk to him about it, Because we can't yeah. review that as a whole until uh, Joe comes back yeah. on. He is the ultimate fanboy of Walk Off the Earth, so we should definitely do that. Um, I, I bought it. You know, I really think that the last the last three, the last three weeks have been a very solid weeks. I mean, I I love our podcast and I love doing it every week, regardless. But like we've had some really we've had some really solid album discussions that have gone almost the full hour. So I'm hoping that continues. I'm hoping that Native will provoke that as well. Um, you know, in wrapping up, of course, email, donate, blah blah blah, promote. Um, oh, on the site, I'm gonna put up a link. Just like who we are, as, as people too. You know, as, totally. Yeah, man, totally. I want people to tell oh, me how how good slash bad of an artist I am. So more towards that. You other. mean a, you mean a doodler? I'm an artist. I I, I guess if that, that's Flying not... Lotus is an artist, I'm an artist. I do fair little, fair comparison. I do little bits of artwork. All right. Yes, you are on par with Flying Lotus. Congratulations. Hey. Words. And to quote Jeremy Clarkson, <laughs> on that bombshell, music is life. And, and life, life is, is good. good.